rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Hi, everybody. That doesn't make any sense to those listening on the podcast, but those who watch the show will know that this is it. This is a one-man band over here, so I have to click all the buttons, and there's so many things that can go wrong and often do. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out with me in spite of this, the technical difficulties, which um, maybe one day we'll be in a studio and I won't have to deal with it and we'll have a director and a producer and um, we'll have a staff. That's my dream. That would be amazing. Uh, so do me a favor and become a patron and that might happen one day. Our dreams will come true. So um, what else? Please donate. You know, I do the whole spiel. So we meet here every Saturday evening. If you're new uh, and just coming around, we meet here at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. And uh, on then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday on Progressive Voices at 6 p.m. Eastern or anytime on the Progress- Progressive Voices app. And GDPR Revolution 99, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and I'm just looking for that. There you go. The Lower Third with my name. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. All those places. Blah, blah, blah. I hate doing this. I just have to. It's just kind of annoying. I know. I'd rather just get right into it. Um, but the other thing is, I, I, I appreciate I'm going to do the shout out to the patrons in a little bit, but... I want to thank, we have some new patrons, and we need more patrons. That's really it. And as soon as we get, I'm thinking, I don't know, I can't say. Uh, we'll, we'll do some, we're going to start doing some patron-only events. Uh, the problem is because I basically have no time in my life, and it's just difficult. So um, I'm trying to keep this whole thing afloat. And it takes a lot of time. I have to work. I have to get side gigs. I have to. Uh, that, and this is basically why we do the show on the weekends, because I don't have any other time. And um, if we do get more patrons, eventually we'll have, uh, we'll do a show every day. That's, that's the goal. That's the dream. And um, also, if you become a patron, you will also... You're you're not just supporting the show. You're supporting RDT Daily, which is a liberal website that we and we produce content. Um, and join us on on Facebook. We have a hundred and fifty thousand followers. It's very lively, and we have uh, you know nice conversations going on. And it's got and I see I see what's going on again. So uh, talking about this time that we're living in, I I don't want to repeat the 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 twenty sixteen what happened in 2016, but I see it happening again. So, um, there's, but this is part of, um, being in a, isn't this part of the primary process is we are trying, we all agree that we're trying to find the, the candidate, the, the right candidate to beat Twitler. And, and honestly, um, the, it, that was Hillary Clinton's election to lose, right? Am I wrong? I don't know. I, I'm not. I, obviously, I was for Bernie. People who watch the show and listen to the show know that. 
I have no, uh, nothing to apologize for. I believe Bernie would have won. Because, and not just, and, and it's, I'm for Bernie's policies. That's what we need. This country, this is why the youth are gravitating to Bernie. Because they, they're not as dumb as people want to think. They, uh, you know, they're just, they don't know what they're talking about. They're, they're just young. No, they understand that they have been handed a raw deal. I was part of the generation after uh, Reaganomics. My father was a, uh, a, lived a decent middle-class life thanks to, the, thanks, thanks to the New Deal. And he was one of those Reagan Democrats that make me want to bang my head against the wall. But I, and I fought my father constantly with uh, just uh, not understanding. I would say to him, don't you love me? Because I, I, could, I could see the future. I, you don't have to be Miss Cleo to see the damn future. But I, could, I saw A equals B equals C. Cause and effect. When you, when you start trickling down on people... And uh, when you start funneling, well, which doesn't trickle down. I mean, you know what I'm saying. When you cut taxes on the rich and you deregulate and you make it harder for people to go get an education and you bust unions and on and on and on. Every, every step that you take towards destroying, dismantling this, the, what was once... Our birthright, the American birthright, dismantling the American dream. And, I mean, my father, because he, he would drive up to Atlantic City, you know, because he was, he was able to retire. Because he, he was a garbage man who was a teamster. He was in a union his entire life. And in his, uh, he, had, he had some disposable income as a garbage man in New York City at the time. Those, those days are over. So you can buy a house. He would buy a car every, you know, whatever it was, five years, drive up to Atlantic City in his free time, you know, play some blackjack, get, go, ride back home, and uh, listen to Rush Limbaugh all the while telling him that the, the problems in this country are because of, you know, brown people, basically. Those other people. People on welfare, they, uh, they're taking advantage of the system. And my father, we'd get uh, envelopes to the house with, from the friggin' Republican National Committee. And I would be like, what is this? It, I was offended. And anyway, because it's like, how do you shoot yourself in the foot like that? Uh, don't we want to support our friends? No, but it's they, the the Republican Party knows how to go for the, our weaknesses as human beings. They divide and conquer. They go in there. They tickle that racist funny bone that's just lo- you know, right under the surface. And my father, you know, if you ever talked to him, you would not. He, he obviously he was a garbage man, like I said. So he. He had friends who were black. He had friends who were brown in different shades, not all white men. But they, you know, that was, it was like they were the good ones, I guess, right? But of the, this overarching theme in the GOP mantra is racism. It's not overarching. I mean, it's like it's woven in. And um, 
and give me 10 minutes with any average Joe Republican, uh, and we'll break it down. Because it always boils down to that. Racism. Fear. Fear of other. And, and, in, and in a lot of ways, honestly, what the other thing we were talking about last week were um, when Bernie went to the She the People event and they, and they booed him for saying that he marched with MLK and because um, and, he didn't have a, an answer, a, 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 a ready answer, what he was going to do for, um, for black women, I guess that was the question. I don't know. What, what are you going to do for them? Um, I guess Medicare for all. I don't know. That helps. Um, an economic, uh, I don't really know. I, 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 to, you have policies in place that, the, and it's sort of like, um, the, in a way, when I was thinking about it further, it was, this is uh, another way that we're being divided. What are you going to do for black women? I, I'm not really sure what the answer to, the, to that question would be, other than what he said, that we, uh, there has to be a... Um, we have to be educated in this country to understand that we are in this together. Everybody in, nobody out. That there has to be a reformation in our justice system. And, uh, and, and we have to understand and respect affirmative action. Why we have policies that would uh, integrate people deliberately. Because you want to overcome the underlying biases that everybody has. We all have biases. And so I don't understand when I was thinking about it further, what, what was so wrong with uh, saying, the, oh, because they were saying, oh, he gave such a pat answer, the same answer that we've been hearing. Well, how many um, answers do you need? The, the answer is to re, uh, is everything that Bernie is talking about, rebuilding this country from the bottom up, taxing the rich, at a higher marginal tax rate, so they don't have, they don't develop into an oligarchy, and get money out of politics and universal health care, and on and on and on, all of the all of the policies that he's been promoting for thirty years. So, I don't know. Um, I do believe that I I I I think that universal health care will not only raise the uh, the well, I guess, what are you going to do to help black women um, will also help uh, white women and, uh, you know, brown women and everybody women. I don't know. Somebody better tell me um, something different because I'm, I'm getting confused, I guess. Uh, but anyway, what do you, I, that's why I was, I was asking myself, what would, you, what would I say? What are you going to do to help black women? Um, yeah, the same thing I've been saying was gonna, is gonna help all of us. The, the, yeah, um, writing this country again for the, rebuilding the middle class out of the, the ashes of the working poor. And so, okay, I didn't even expect that I was gonna go on about that, but a couple of things happened, um, and this week, of course I have a knot in my stomach, as I always do, and I noticed that it's I'm kind of, I'm kind of being conscious of this knot in my stomach, uh, and um, lately, and I was wondering, gee, I you know maybe as I say every week, I got to get the hell out of here. You know, we only have one life to live, right? 
But um, and I was like, well, what would get me out of here? I guess if maybe if I fell in love with somebody in another country or Ireland specifically, because I can get Irish citizenship. But yeah, I'd probably get the hell out of here quick. But other than that, um, I I do have this. Um, it's sort of I don't want to quit. I don't want to quit on this country. I want to fight. I want to be here to win. And I'm here. We do this show every week. So we can win. And I, so last week um, I got into like this Twitter thing with somebody who, I, and then a couple other people contacted me about, they didn't, you know, it was like bashing Democrats. I'm not bashing Democrats. If, if we talk about somebody's record and, then I get uh, emails or whatever saying, stop bashing Democrats. We better really look at ourselves in the mirror and say, um, what are we doing? If you, like for, for Joe Biden, for instance, I, you know, I'm for Bernie, but yes, I will vote for any Democrat that becomes the nominee, but I don't like what I'm seeing. All, and it's very early days, but I really don't believe that Biden is going to win if he is the nominee because of his record of being a neoliberal DLC so-called centrist. Nobody, uh, the, the Republicans who voted for, or not the Republicans, the Obama voters who switched and voted for Twitler, they are not going to vote for Joe Biden to go, because why? What does he stand for? He... It, the reason they switched to Twitler was because of his so-called populist message, even though he's full of, you know, he's a liar. And, and ba- basically, Trump was Bernie without the, I mean, with racism and uh, authoritarianism. He's, they ran on similar policies, meaning Trump was talking about everybody getting health care, wonderful health care. With, and nobody, you know, uh, it would be cover everybody and be less expensive, right? That's what he ran on. And NAFTA, his free trade policy or his anti-NAFTA policies, uh, and also talking about how he was against the Iraq war. He, the, all of these lies, those are, and he's a liar. That, and that's the difference. Bernie has those policies. You know, he was against NAFTA. He was against the Iraq war, voted against these, uh, these egregious wars that are continuing to this day. And when you think about it, the fact that there were children born after September 11th now fighting in these, these endless wars of corporate aggression. That, and that's mind-boggling. Um, so I guess that's the new normal. We'll, well, I, uh, we don't question it anymore. How can a so-called democracy ever, uh, sustain and maintain itself under these conditions? We can't, you cannot sustain a so-called democracy under, uh, in endless war and you cannot sustain it in this environment of economic insecurity and economic disparity that is as justice lewis brandeis said you we must make our choice you we must choose you can have concentrated wealth or you can have democracy but you can't have both 
And what do we have now? Uh, uh, we have concentrated wealth. And what is what is Joe Biden's remedy for this? And not only was he part of the 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 class, so-called, right, the class of politicians for the past 30 years that have concentrated the wealth. He, he what is he going to do about it? He's not even recognizing the problems, which is very concerning to me. So. Um, do me a favor. If when you're pissed off at me, don't don't write me a tweet or whatever or email. Get on the phone to Joe Biden and ask him why um, when he announced his campaign, why his next stop was at a corporate at the CEO of Comcast at a corporate lobbyist house where, with Republican donors and uh, and health care racketeers. Why? That that's because there is he has no that he doesn't fear the we the sheeple at all. This is business as usual. You th- if you think that kind of corporate insider is going to go up against Twitter and all his lies, it doesn't matter what the reality is about Twitter. He is a liar who is the biggest. He is a plutocrat, oligarch with dictator envy, and uh, it it won't matter. It it they will vote for him again. Because he will run on this faux populist message. And regardless of what Joe Biden says, I'm the most progressive person in this race, the, his record speaks for itself. As soon as they start trotting that out, we're, we're going to be in trouble. So, um, you know, I would rather vote for a uh, Kirsten Gillibrand who um, has some very progressive policies that she's talking about. What, do, what is Joe Biden talking about? His, he's against Nazis? What a brave stance. That's the only thing he's said so far. He has no policies. He's not coming out for Medicare for all. He's not coming out and saying has, uh, uh, for, that we should all go to college or get higher education or training or whatever the hell. Yeah, he's not for any of the progressive policies that both people on the left and right want. I don't care what they, what they say. We want a centrist. Uh, we don't want a socialist. All people in this country want their socialist social security and their socialist medicare and they want they they like the policies and we need a standard bearer that can get up there and and talk some sense into some of these dupes that uh really are vote have been voting against their own interests for years because of the divide and conquer strategy that they that we've been assaulted with forever it's time to get back to you know, e pluribus unum. What is what is the point of having a country? Is this? I I know what the point to Republicans are. They don't like democracy. They want an oligarchy. They would. They this is all you got to do. Look at Putin's Russia, and you see the future. And uh, somebody said, "Who's Miss Cleo?" That's uh, that. Oh, you know, call me now. The she's a charlatan who was a psychic on the Psychic Friends Network. Oh my lord! So yeah, um, and I keep hearing now. All I mean, obviously, the corporate media wants Joe Biden. I don't know why. I mean, it's just baffling to me. And it's this whole goddamn race has just started. So this is the time that we do the vetting and we, um, you know, we find out who we want uh, as the best possible candidate to beat 
this con man, Twitler, authoritarian wannabe, this loser. I mean, how could you, uh, how, how are we even in this position that we have a con man, a loser, a serial bankrupt, a trust fund brat, faux populist racist uh, asshole moron who can't spell who's a traitor on top of it, and the Democrats are, um, you know, going to run somebody who, uh, I, I don't know, I feel like it's happening again. What are they, they're running, um, uh, I guess, Uncle Joe, or they, they want us to, it's almost like, it feels like it doesn't matter, the primary won't matter, this is a foregone conclusion already. We, don't, we haven't even had a debate yet, so... Um, it's time to really, uh, if you want to tweet me and say, stop bashing Democrats, this is what gets me. So, uh, uh, and this is why I, I named the show this week, Why We Can't Have Nice Things, because are we beating dogs? What is, you know, when you look at the, the Republicans, the so-called Tea Party that was funded by the Koch brothers and you know, all the dupes, I mean, Republicans really are dupes. And they, uh, in the Mueller report that came out, they're, they're all this, uh, the, you know, all these Facebook groups that were created and people rallying in real life, um, getting together in real life because of Russian created, uh, you know, these Russian created fake groups that they had, they got these morons to get out there and, uh, you know, they whipped up the idiots, um, you know, idiots for Trump. Like, for instance, in the Mueller report, there was a, a, um, a group called Miners for Trump. Miner, M-I, and, you know, the, the coal miners. Uh, so uh, this article in, uh, in, a, in a website called People's World, it's, uh, very, you know, a very left-wing left site, of course. Uh, remember going to a Miners for Trump rally in downtown Pittsburgh a month before the November 16 general elec- election? Well, if you did, you were fooled by a Russian. A poster for the October 6th, I mean, the October 2nd, 2016 rally featured a miner on a coal black background wearing a headlamp lit hard hat. Illustrates a wide range of Russian fake, uh, Russian generated fake pro-Trump communications during that presidential drive. Miners for Trump, it read in green capital letters, bring back our jobs like the like the Russians really give a shit. Right. In addition to uh, in, in white capitals, after um, after some printing that is illegible, it declared help Mr. Trump fix it. Think about this. The this is Russia infiltrating our um campaign and not just through this psyops but that's what they're doing this is what the cia did uh, all over the world you know we we have toppled democratically elected governments uh, and most notably in iran when we they had the audacity to want to privatize i mean uh wanted to not privatize what's the opposite wanted to uh give the oil to the people make the get kick out the corporation so the um so bp british Petro- petroleum and uh the cia and uh mi whatever five and in uh england uh they went and did the same they pulled these dirty tricks on the iranians they toppled the iranian government 
And now uh, that's that's how the democratically elected government, in the name of corporate, uh, I guess, um, corporate profit, not democracy. You know, we go around as uh, when like when George Bush said they hate us for our freedom. They hate us because we buy houses. And when when President Obama went to the uh, Middle East and gave a speech and mentioned and acknowledged that what had happened, what the CIA had done, what the American government had helped do, because this is common knowledge in that part of the world, not here, not in the lands of the, the United States of serfs and lords. Here, we don't know our real history. We're assholes here. We're dumbasses. And we're, we are morons who get uh, triggered by Russian psyops and get into the streets chanting, uh, you know, miners for Trump. So, but the, President Obama, what he acknowledged this, the, 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 this um, event that everybody knows about but us, that all of the, all of the world knew happened. So he he acknowledged it, and uh, that's what what the Republicans call his apology tour, right? Which not, it doesn't matter now what what goes on with tr- with Trump. They will cover his ass. He literally, I mean, it's, it's not literally, but it looks pretty literal. What is kissing the ass of an of a dictator who attacked us, and not and they and these. Um, Russian Facebook Facebook groups aren't, weren't just the only way they attacked us. They they tried to hack our electronic voting machines, and um, who's who's to say? This is the other thing. They it's I was just reading this article because uh, apparently they did hack. I don't know. Like I have like fifty million windows open here, but in Florida. You know, Marco Rubio now wants to get to the bottom of it. And let me, I'm just looking it up. Election hack. Um, damn it. Rubio confirms Florida election hack in New York Times interview. I mean, but what are we doing about it? Uh, according to Trump, nothing. It's a hoax because you know why? We know why. Because he wants. Putin's help again. He doesn't care, just like Republicans don't care. To watch them, because um, I watched the bar, the debacle, uh, get up in front. It's just the disdain, the lies that, and the Republican, um, uh, just the way that they're attacking the FBI. Oh yeah, it's complete. It was completely politicized under President Obama, as if the FBI shouldn't be investigating a campaign that is meeting in secret with Russian spies. Um, that's, uh, so let's investigate the investigators who are trying to keep us safe from, this, from these nefarious actors. Now, Putin, uh, who murders journalists, who is a, who's, uh, a war criminal, who goes into the nation, our ally nat- nations, and unleashes chemical attacks on on uh, dissenters? It, it's um, and what does what does Trump do? He 
he kisses his ass. In fact, it's so embarrassing. They, of course, he had an hour-long phone call. Twitler had an hour-long fo- phone call with his with his best friend Putin, one of his best friends. And I'll just play the. I'm sure you you might have seen it or heard it. But Putin smiled, even though they were on the phone. I don't know. He actually uh, sort of smiled when he said uh, something to the effect that. It started off as a mountain, and it ended up being a mouse. But he knew that because he knew there was no collusion whatsoever. Uh, so uh, pretty much that's what it was. Sorry, it took me a little minute to get back there. Um, yeah, uh, he smiled. How did he, how, how did he know he was smiling? They were on the phone. But the, it's just Trump cannot, he cannot help but lie. And... Uh, it's not true. Russia did attack us, and they are attacking us again. And, I mean, really, let this sink in. A, I, I, sometimes I, I, have to, I have to just slap myself and be like, what, this is happening? Um, the, the Russian, and the, and an anti-democratic dictator is attacking our election and the so-called president of the United States who re- who is squatting in the White House besides receiving fewer votes is running cover for him. We we have a traitor in the White House and not just Trump, the entire Republican party are they are traitors. At this point, they are traitors. Don't, and they don't care and everything i've said from the beginning is is coming true this is why i say i'm not miss cleo but i mean maybe i should open a phone line or something because i you could see the the end of this story i've been saying this for years they want to destroy democracy and they want us to look exactly like russia where you have a few oligarchs you have the king but they won't call him king they'll call him president Okay, and you will have sham democracy. You'll have some elections. You can have local elections, and but ultimately the power will reside in the upper one percent, and they there will be a few oligarchs that are allowed to accumulate more and more wealth, concentrated at the top, and the the rest of us will be down here, just scrambling and. With absolutely, you know, all at the mercy of the of the very system that the founders fought a revolution to escape from, Me- meaning a kiss up, kick down system where the rich run everything and they hand off their their uh, fortunes tax free and they get cushy jobs. And uh, they, the rest of us are nothing but little worker assholes trying to prop it up. And we have absolutely no say. And we, you know, we just don't, if you don't complain and you uh, yeah, uh, just await your reward in heaven. Pray, pray. And that's because that's when it's coming. You'll get your reward when you're dead. So... That's the future of this grand experiment in liberal democracy. Uh, And so we have an opposition party, which, okay, here we go. Oh, stop bashing Democrats. No, I'm not bashing Democrats. We're talking about how do we fix this effing country, whether it's to purge 
our Democratic Party of the corporate, uh, you know, the corporate flunkies who helped us get into this position. And, and I remember, this is why I'm having flashbacks from 2016. I do not want to relive that. I couldn't get out of bed for two days, for Christ's sake, after Hillary lost despite receiving the most votes. But I see it happening again. Who the hell, um, I don't know, Biden is, uh, apparently, he's, he's rising in the polls. There was some poll that came out, although they only polled people over 50 years old. So, I've, I mean, I don't know. And uh, that didn't seem like a really authentic poll. But who cares? Honestly, this is what pisses me off, too. This is why I have not in my stomach on top of everything else. Is because you watch the corporate media and everything is like, who's ahead? There's a poll. This one's five, sec- five points up. And now Elizabeth Warren's five points ahead. And Bernie is seven points down. And Joe Biden is 30 points up. And beep, 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 beep. You know, I, I mean... Aren't there any other things we can talk about? This is why we can't have nice things. There, meanwhile, meanwhile, instead of talking about Twitter's r- latest tweet, the the offense of uh, of him, why don't uh, uh, that uh, the lies? Because all they do when they 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 prop up a camera in front of that moron. And they let him rip and roll with uh, his stream of consciousness bullshit lies talking about how he's, uh, I mean, he's just a little, little tiny dictator, wannabe dictator, but he's doing real damage. And it doesn't matter who's up in the friggin' poll, who's up, who's down, who's it. I mean, this is why we need money out of politics. This is why we need the media re-regulated because enough is enough with this. And then you get Steve Kornacki up and uh, on the board with this. Doing, uh, I mean, his frenetic uh, who's ahead and who's that. Like, who cares? Talk about what's going on in this world. Why, for instance, I'm trying to find the article now. Because um, there's Trump is doing real damage to this country. And especially to the environment on top of everything else. Uh, I, I, to voter rights, to animal rights, to anywhere you look where it, there's anything humane or that it, it has any, um, if it helps people, the average people somehow, it's under assault. If you, if you have this, net, this uh, curious habit of wanting to breathe clean air, it's under assault. From these greedy bastards who, who they don't give a shit what they're doing to this planet or this country. And this is why I always think about, oh, Republicans, they love America so much. America the beautiful. But they, uh, they love it so much they want to use it as a toilet for their poisonous corporate waste. They, if they really love this country and the people in it, they would respect at us and the environment that we share. But they hate this country, and they hate democracy on top of it. So, Trump, uh, let's see. Let's just go through a few of his, uh, the, the offensive. The Trump administration pushed to strip mention of climate change from Arctic policy statement. The Trump administration sought to remove references to climate change from an international statement on Arctic policy 
that the secretary that Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is expected to endorse next week, leading to sometimes testy negotiations over how much to emphasize an issue considered a crisis for the region. Yeah, a testy. Why is it testy? Because we have money in politics. That's the root of all evil. These people, they would sell their mother down a river of oil if it meant that they could line their pockets with more money. And they don't care. They'll send you, your, your, your grandpappy, your son, your daughter over to die in their whatever war of corporate aggression to get that filthy oil because it doesn't matter. Who, if we're all, uh, if the planet is on the verge of inhabitability, how do you say it? Inhabitability, inhabitability, there you go, right? It doesn't matter. They don't care because they, I mean, how old are these people? They're going to die soon, whatever. They don't care. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, that's the new American way. What do you, what do you care? E pluribus unum? Um, forget that. It's, I got mine, sucker. Sucks to be you. Uh, I mean, if you didn't want to be uh, live in a filthy, if you wanted to drink uh, water that wasn't tainted or uh, not live by a stream filled with coal ash, then you should have been born with a trust fund like Trump. Right? Uh, th- pull yourself up by your bootstraps and marry an heiress or something. So after ye- this is another one that caught my eye. After years of progress, the number of Americans breathing polluted air is rising, report says. Yeah, so because, you know, USA, USA, USA. And forget going to the doctor because that, that, uh, that nasty cough that won't go away. You got a copay, and you don't know if he's in your network, and some of you may not even have health care anyway because, you know, who needs to pay that penalty after, uh, thank, thank you, God, Trump, for taking away that mandate nobody liked. Oh, God, I hate these people. I mean, I feel, I feel like Mike Malloy almost, you know, how he says, have I mentioned yet tonight how much I hate these people? It's how how much I, 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 I hate them because they hate us. They are the enemies of the people. They are the enemies. Anybody who says that the press is the enemies of the people are the enemies of the people. Anybody who who uh, who propose not just proposes, but pushes policies that pollute our air. They are the enemies. You don't vote for these assholes. And uh, the other thing that got me depressed, I was when I was watching the um, the bar's testimony, which I can't believe how a grown human being has absolutely no dignity and will look and in front of the entire country wants to be the lying sycophant of a of a traitorous con man. That's how you want to go down in history. Okay, I mean, this, this is what I'm saying. This is why you need money out of politics. You want, because you want a system of government that attracts the best people. And you don't attract the best people by, by throwing uh, corporate bribes, legal bribes at them. That's not how you attract the best and the bribe. You attract people who want to serve, who, want, who have a desire 
to make the world a better place. You, that's I, when I think about what's this country right now, it makes me sick on so many levels. Like, for instance, the People's House, the House of Representatives, the, which is the body that's supposed to be the closest to the people. Uh, the majority of the those, I, mean, I don't know what it is now, because there was a wave election, but the majority of those in the House, especially those who have been there a while, are millionaires. Okay? Uh, but that, I, I would say that's fine if the majority of Americans were millionaires, but that's not true. The, the, and then we'll get to that, too, with the economy. That's another thing that's going on that is annoying. Not just annoying. Oh, my God. Where is this? Um, so what else? Let me see. What else? What else? Uh, judges question EPA's lifting of ban on on climate super pollutant F, um, HFCs. On her first day on the court, Trump appointed Judge Naomi Rowe. I don't know how if that's if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Seemed to offer a thin defense of the EPA's decision in contrast to her new colleagues. Okay, two federal judges took President Donald Trump's. Ugh, I mean, I'm sorry. When I say that, I almost want to throw up in my mouth. Uh, um, president, so-called President Donald Trump's administration to task on Friday over a decision to return the, to the market a group of banned refrigeration chemicals that are potent greenhouse gases. Because what the fuck? You know, you can't make a buck. You Instead of making... Uh, whatever the profit, uh, 90 something cents on the dollar, whatever you you make 90.91 cents, you know, I mean, more money, more money for the CEO. So it doesn't matter if the dumb dupes who are, have to live down here in, uh, in the United States of serfs and lords, that doesn't matter if, uh, the, the planet is sustainable if we're living in a pollute a polluted shithole cesspool, you know some some corporate titan needs that money, mama. Uh, God. So it was the first day on the court for U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit for Judge Na- Naomi Rao. I'm just I don't know how you pronounce it. N e o m i r a o. The former law professor and regulatory critic who Trump named to replace Brett Kavanaugh, you know, when he was elevated to the U.S. Supreme Court, despite being a completely unfit, uh, unhinged, drunken sycophant of a filthy traitorous con man. That, I put that in, but that's not in the article. Ray, Rayo, who served for a year in the Trump White House in a post often nicknamed Regulatory Czar. Well, it's very it's appropriate now. Remember when uh, the Republicans were went off their they went off their rockers uh, even more than usual when everything was about czars. What are we in Russia? Czars. The uh, what, we have a health care czar. What is this? Uh, what is he a king? In Russia, is this Russia? I remember the sign, if you Google it. What are we in Russia? Now these mother effers are literally holding signs saying, thank you, Russia, for invading our country um, in a cyber war against the United States of serfs and lords. 
Because uh, what? Because our asshole, our con man, told us a bunch of lies we like to hear while he's making us drink polluted uh, water, breathe breathe polluted air, and uh, if and have the long term effects of banned refrigerated chemicals. No wonder we are so sick. We, we are sick. Maybe it's all the chemicals, all the pollution. Uh, it was getting better. There was, uh, I mean, uh, but but I think it was Obama that that had the rule, so he had to undo it because he's a petty little tyrant. So these people have, um, they're not fit. This is the whole thing. They are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. This is, and and this is why. The, it's almost overwhelming, the work we have ahead of us. And what, during the, the 2016 election, there, I, I, there, I, I feel this is happening again. I, don't, I, I know that there were a lot of people, not a lot, but whatever, people that we know, whatever, that didn't vote because they don't like Hillary. They didn't like Hillary, right? They didn't like uh, that, that bitch Hillary, right? I don't know. But... Um, the the first rule of being in a hole is stop digging, right? So I'd ra- I'd much rather be pushing Hillary to the left than dealing with all this shit we got to deal with now because it's almost insurmountable. And there be there will come a point where we won't be able to dig ourselves out, and we don't have an opposition party. I mean, honestly, the 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 Democrats, what are they waiting for? Impeaching this monster. What do you have to do? The entire democracy, this entire country is on the line. The entire, everybody who is dead in Arlington National Cemetery what, are, have died in vain because of this, this wasted human DNA idiot squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. And so people will say, well, um, you're the one who's bashing Biden. I'm not, I'm bashing, I'm not bashing Biden. I'm doing what Harry Truman said. I'm not giving them hell. I just tell the truth, and they think it's hell. So if, if, if you think that telling somebody's record, saying that, yeah, Biden gave a speech, you know, bravely, condemning Nazis, and I guess after that he condemned uh, child slavery, I don't know, and rape, uh, bravely, took that, took that brave stance, and his exact next stop was a corporate fundraiser at, at the home of uh, Comcast CEO with... Paul Ryan and John Boner's uh, big lobby donors, inclu- and which included healthcare CEOs, or I'm not, I'm getting it all confused with lobbyists and CEOs, or whatever. That's not. That's the truth. That is the truth. That's not. That's not bashing. So, and this is why I think that you know this is why we can't have nice things because what did the Republican Tea Party? This is what I was the point I was trying to get to before I went crazy on uh, down this path. But because what did the, 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 the Tea Party, as, as a bunch of dupes that they are, they, they completely transformed the Republican Party into this, this shell, 
into this fascist hellhole that we see before us. Not that that's a good thing, but the fact is, they they weren't saying, oh, shush, shush, don't mention their record. No, they went after these people. If they weren't doing, they weren't as fascist as they wanted them to be, they went after them, the the incumbents, and they, they, they changed the entire Republican Party. They're all off the friggin' rails now, right? What, what, do, what do the Democrats do? They, so we mentioned the, the many, many problems in Joe Biden's records, one being that he's a big, you know, he's, a, he's basically a Republican. He's a nice, you know, he's nice. Okay. And, but he is, they, in fact, they, what is that bank? MDMA or whatever? And I think I'm saying it wrong. I think that's, there's a drug, MDMA, right? <laughs> that's not, there's a bank, you know. What's the bank with the initials? M-B-M-A? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, M-B-N-A. They, that's what they called him. Uh, they, he was called the, the senator from MBNA. I didn't n- name him that. That's what he was called because he was so in the pocket of the banks and he was such a reliable vote for anything that had to do with really um, making the rich richer and entrenching these corporate, I mean, uh, these credit cards, uh, anything that that helped people, he was against it because obviously he was from Delaware and that's where they all, all of the, um, all of the credit cards incorporate in Delaware because it's like uh, the Wild West there. They can get away with it, just which is another reason why Republicans, their stupid ideas, I mean, that's their idea about health care. Let them, let them uh, sell health care along across the state lines as if that's going to do anything. What will happen is they'll go, well, everybody will incorporate in whatever state is the worst, probably in uh, Alabama or something, is whatever state allows these rapacious, greedy corporations, the health care racket, to get away with doing whatever the F they want to people, that's where they'll incorporate. But anyway, so we know, we know that. But that's on top of everything else. So many uh, so, uh, mistakes, including putting... Helping put Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court in this time of Me Too, we gotta we gotta have him, and um, what else? I mean, on top of it, uh, the NAFTA, uh, voting for the Iraq War, so many, so many politically, um, what he I guess considered expedient votes. He was never really. He, he he's one he's the he's the swamp. I mean, really, that's why don't we need somebody that has a little better judgment on t- on top of because when he gets in the ring with Twitler, it's not going to matter. His oh, he's uh, he doesn't like Nazis. That's how I feel. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. And this is why I opened the phones last week to ask people, hey, uh. Am I wrong? What is your opinion? But we, we had a couple of calls, and two of them agreed with me. Well, we only had two. Two of two. There was only two callers, so whatever. I wasn't looking to... It's not about bashing. It's about getting, some, getting the right candidate in there that can defeat this monster. 
that can go up. And, and it's not going to look like a hypocrite because part of the reason Twitler is in office is because people were sick of that kind of politics that Joe Biden is the poster child for. So, um, you know, I'm so sick of uh, the corporate media going on and on about this stinking uh, horse race. And so uh, Elizabeth Warren is coming out at, at, uh, at Joe Biden uh, talking about his corporate ties. These we have to talk about this because let me let me just paint the picture as as the Miss Cleo of the progressive left uh, that let me let me bring you into the future. If let's say we do get a Joe Biden presidency that we will not uh, there's there's going to be nothing to remedy income disparity. We will continue to have the 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 Twitler tax breaks for the one percent. That's going to continue. There's go okay. They won't take health care from people. That'd be great. But and it's the the income disparity, the real systematic problems in this country, including the money in politics, and uh, are going to a, be exacerbated. So will go back and forth again. What will happen is people are going to be even more disaffected by politics. They're going to see that everything sucks, that, this, that the system is broken. And the next time we, a, a Republican gets in there, the, he's not going to be as, as much of a, of a hot mess as Twitler. He'll be able to spell He'll be able to speak in complete sentences. He won't, he'll be able to control himself. He won't be on Twitter blasting off 60 tweets. Um, but, but he will be dismantling this democracy just as, as egregiously. And at that time, it will be over then. It'll be gone. That's the end of it. The grand experiment will be done. So it may not be in my lifetime. Maybe I'll be an old lady. I don't know by then. But who knows? Nothing is guaranteed. But that's, that's what will happen because neoliberalism is not the remedy for fascism. It is what makes fascism happen in the first place. We need, and of course, yes, I'm for Bernie. Great. But I, I will vote for any Democrat, including Joe Biden, if that's the case. But I don't want to sit here in 2020 uh, unable to peel myself off the floor when he loses. And I'm hearing all over the corporate media, oh, well, people, they just want this comfort. Joe Biden is a comfort for them. They don't want comfort. They want, the, the, they want somebody, yeah, of course, who doesn't like Nazis. But I don't know. That's not such a, a stretch because I could tell you that every single Democrat in the race has a, has a solid anti-Nazi stance. But what else do they have? I mean, I was listening to Kirsten Gillibrand. I, I, I think she has some great policies, including she wants to get money out of policy. She, she called it democracy dollars. Every person will get $600 a year to donate to their candidates across the different campaigns or whatever. And, and that is how you get money out of politics. Or maybe, I don't know, actually, it was 
balancing the scale. So, but it was a, it was at least a start. It, uh, saying that uh, it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not sure if she meant that corporations won't be able to to donate or these damn super PACs, which are infested with foreign money on top of it. I mean, it's just this whole thing that we have been watching over the last 30 years. We've been watching the political elite who have been sent to Washington to so-called represent the people. But when they get there, they're, they have been compromised and the fact is, a lot of them, they want their cushy jobs. They like their cushy jobs. They like being in the Senate gym or the Senate sauna. Or they love the, you know, uh, they're not in there for altruism. They like being, you know, they like the power. They like the pres- prestige. They, they all get health care. They don't got to worry about it while they're cheering and taking health care from you and me. They got health care. It's great. They got uh, they got health care on site at the Senate in the House. So they're not worried about us because and that's the other thing. That's why Joe Biden can can go can do his uh, announcement saying I'm in this race, you know, because I hate Nazis. OK, wonderful. I hate Nazis, too. But uh, what else you got? Um, but and go right from that announcement to his uh, corporate fundraiser. Without, with, without, a, without a hint of an embarrassment, not even, not even blush, he'll go, he goes right in, right? And um, so that, that's why he can do it, because the Democratic, average Joe Democrats, they, we're not, what are we doing to push these people into supporting and promoting the policies that will fix this effing country? Once and for all, we don't need just an anti-Nazi person. That would be nice, yes. But we also need somebody who recognizes the problem. That we have uh, concentrated wealth is the problem. The fact that we, we have a kiss-up, kick-down near oligarchy in this country, that's the problem. The fact that there's the, the unions are destroyed um, that, uh, I mean, on and on, that the rich don't, I mean, the corporations, the biggest corporations on, in, the, uh, in the world don't pay a nickel in taxes, um, that's a problem. And other things, like if you, the other thing is, of course, Joe Biden, you know, he's positioning himself as pro-union. I, I guess, yes, the fire um, people's union um, isn't affected by free trade, but those other unions that th- were decimated by NAFTA certainly are, and those are the states where workers were uh, all they heard when when Twitter started talking about his anti you know his anti free trade rap, even though he's full of crap. They, that was music to their ears. So what are you going to do? It's the same thing. It doesn't matter. Hillary w- was the same ca- kind of candidate. I just fear that we are watching a repeat. The establishment wants Joe Biden. They've already, it's like a foregone conclusion. And what we really need uh, is 
the the thing the things that they've been promising for decades, namely change we can believe in. Unless we're dreaming, change we can believe. We need those change. Those that change includes restoring the top marginal tax rate of ninety percent, getting money out of politics, expanding the social security cap, lifting the cap, and. What else? I uh, know I missed something. Universal health care, universal higher education, unemployment insurance. A, a, uh, how about FDR's second bill of rights? Why don't we rally around that? Not just we don't like Nazis. Who the hell does? Nobody normal. All right, guys, I'm going to take a break. <clears throat> I still have this raspy voice. I hope, whatever. If you and do the other thing, tell me if let, let me just tell you, okay? You want to tweet me and say, "Oh, you're not a Democrat. I just figured it out now. You don't like Democrat. Uh, don't 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 waste your time." And I know they're like, "I don't want to listen to you anymore." Then don't. I know you're listening, but I don't care. Go and tweet Joe Biden. Please, get the indivisible guide, get your friends together, and go to his offices and ask him, besides his anti-Nazi stance, what are you doing about the fact that we have the worst health care in the industrialized world, that we pay the most, uh, it's the most expensive, and it still leaves millions out? What are you doing about that? What are you doing about this corruption of money in politics? Do that. Don't tweet me and tell me don't talk about it because I'm not going to shut up. I will talk about it because this is how we're going to change things. We will. How we take back the Democratic Party is we don't we don't cow down and be like, don't don't mention their record. For Christ's sakes. Anyway, I know it's break time, everybody. I'm going to take a break. I need a break, obviously. Thank you for looking out for me, Myriad Creative One, who writes, it's break time. (laughs) Thank you. I need a break. So, all right, guys, I'll be back. We have the Green News Report, and then we have Labor History in Two. Green News with Brad and Desi, Labor History in Two. And my name is Tara Devlin. I will see you in about eight minutes. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. It's hard to argue that there's anything more important facing this country this generation today, and and more importantly, every generation that follows. Climate action is now a major plank for Beto and Booker in the 2020 Democratic presidential primary. New polls shows climate change is a top issue for voters. Jakarta and Washington, D.C. grapple with rising sea levels. Plus... Today's bill says... 
know-how, no way are you going to drill off the coast of Long Island and New York. It's not going to happen as long as we are in charge of this state. New York State bans offshore drilling and plastic bags. All of those stories and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Unfortunately, we have a federal government that perpetuates the state of denial they got to do something for a living governor cuomo this is your green news report okay desi doyan there has been so much going on on so many fronts we have not even been able to keep our eyes on the continuing flooding going on in the upper Midwest. Yes, unfortunately, a new round of storms in the upper Midwest has brought a new round of flooding to communities that were hit by floods just last month. A major levee failure on Wednesday flooded downtown Davenport, Iowa, with several feet of water and forcing evacuations. But levees won't help the city of Jakarta, the capital of Indonesia. The Indonesian government this week announced that it is developing plans to relocate its capital out of the city of Jakarta and rebuild it in a new location because Jakarta is sinking. Mm. It's the fastest sinking city in the world because of subsidence and rising sea levels. At current rates, Jakarta is projected to be mostly underwater by 2050. And when they move Jakarta, they're going to have to move it into the rainforest, uh, destroying rainforest, making climate change even worse in the bargain. There aren't really any good solutions here. No, there aren't. Get used to it. In politics, climate change is now officially a major plank of the 2020 Democratic presidential primary race. Several candidates have released progressive climate action platforms. This week, former Texas congressman and Democratic hopeful Beto O'Rourke rolled out a broad and ambitious climate policy that includes mobilizing $5 trillion in infrastructure investments by 2030, transitioning to clean energy, banning drilling on public lands, and leveraging the federal government's purchasing power, all to get to net zero emissions by 2050. Five trillion with a T? Yep. Here he is on MSNBC. We cannot do this by half measure or by only half of us. It can't be Democrats versus Republicans, big cities versus small towns. We all have a shared interest in a cleaner future for this country. Good for him for telling it like it is. It is going to cost trillions of dollars. But that's less than what it will cost if we don't take action. Also this week, 2020 Democratic presidential candidate Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey unveiled his environmental justice policy plan, calling environmental inequality a key civil rights issue that is also a massive public health problem. He noted that data shows that low-income and marginalized communities disproportionately bear the brunt of pollution in the United States with higher rates of birth defects and autism. Booker's plan would invest in upgrading the nation's infrastructure, tightening pollution standards, and making polluters pay. Many people are not paying the full cost of the production of their product, and we've got to change that. And and so I'm going to make sure that we, number one, have infrastructure investments to secure clean water, and number two, we hold polluters accountable. Not paying the full cost for the production of their product, meaning they get to pollute for free, and we get to pay to clean it up. Exactly. And for the first time, voters ranked climate change as their number one top issue. 
at least among Democratic primary voters. That's according to a new national poll by CNN. CNN's poll found 82 percent of Democratic primary voters say climate change is very important to them. And that even beats health care? Yeah. Wow. And more action is unfolding around the country. The city council of Washington, D.C. has adopted a new resilience plan that calls for retrofitting or removing all flood-prone buildings by 2050. They are the first major U.S. city to set such a policy. Can't we just move them to the rainforest? Nevada's Democratic governor has signed a bill requiring Nevada's electricity companies to get half of their energy from renewable sources by 2030. Maine this week became the first state to ban single-use plastic foam containers. Man, is it nice to have Governor Paula Page gone. And finally, in New York State, Governor Andrew Cuomo signed into law a measure banning offshore drilling in state waters and prohibit state agencies from permitting pipelines or any other infrastructure that might help facilitate offshore drilling. It's a preemptive effort to block President Trump's plans to expand offshore drilling to all U.S. coastal waters And at the same time, New York Governor Cuomo signed into law a statewide plastic bag ban. Good for him. Good for the Empire State. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planetwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your... Green News Report. I'm in a New York state of mind. Please help progressive voices support the Green News Report by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1937. That was the day animators struck Fleischer Studios in New York City. It was the industry's first strike. Creators of Popeye the Sailor Man and Betty Boop were fed up with working conditions at Fleischer. They were sick of the long hours, low pay, no paid sick leave, or even vacation time. Some had worked years without a day off. As well, they resented having to ask permission to use the bathroom. Animation workers wanted better working conditions and medical insurance. Two animators had recently died of tuberculosis, and workers linked their deaths to poor ventilation in the studio. They had been trying to organize with the commercial artists and designers union for over a year. Two leading animators were fired for union activity a month earlier, and another 13 were fired when the union approached the studio, demanding their reinstatement, union recognition, wage increases, and benefits. In his book, Drawing the Line, Tom Cito writes that picketers were soon marching on Broadway singing, We're Popeye the Union Man. We'll fight to the finish because we can't live on spinach. One picket sign read, I make millions laugh, but the real joke is my salary. Strikers received support from the Screen Actors Guild. The musicians' union refused to provide soundtracks for the studio, and many union projectionists refused to show Fleischer cartoons across the country. The AFL organized a boycott of Paramount Pictures, which financed the studio, and area longshoremen frequently joined the picket lines. After five months, the studio finally caved, granting the strikers' demands. But the victory was short-lived. Fleischer made moves to relocate to Florida within a year, in part to bust their union. Labor History in Two brought to you by the Illinois Labor History Society and the Rick Smith Show. For more information, go to laborhistoryin2.com.
All right, guys, thanks for hanging out every week. My name is Tara Devlin. I am the founder of the delightful website called RepublicanDirtyTricks.com, now known as RDT Daily. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. That's Eastern. And we are rebroadcast on Progressive Voices at 6 p.m. Eastern on Sunday and anytime on the Progressive Voices app and SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, GDPR Revolution 99, which is another very cool liberal podcast station. So you should check that out. There's a lot of great shows on there. And what else? So, yeah, become a patron, please. Keep us going. I want to thank all those who donate to the show. And there's other ways that you can support the show. One is you can give us a review. You can share us with your friends. You can do all that. You know, help us out, man. As I say, we stick together, we win. But I want to thank our patrons, Michael B, Lisa M, Joey B, Michael D, Daniel S, Sam S, M, I mean, sorry, Michael L.D. I mean, I'm trying not to say people's last names. I don't know why. Maybe that's, I should just say their names. Gail P., Jim A., Randall B., David B. I mean, the list is getting long, right? Gary R., James S., Anthony S., Martin S., Cynthia O., Dwayne G., Peter R., Jane C., John J., Susan S. Okay. Thank you, guys. This is my A team. And also all those who hang out every Saturday evening. Um, And we'll do some patron events soon, eventually. I swear to God, so to speak. So, um, also, you can buy merch on the site. We have a, at RDT Daily and on the Facebook page, we have links to merchandise. You can buy t-shirts and mugs and things with one of the, the, this is what I'm wearing from the site. That's Francis Jr. Jr. That's our mascot. And there's other things you could do. One of the popular items is a doormat with Trump's face on it. So people like to do like to wipe their feet on Twitler's face. Why wouldn't you? It's a stressful time. You need to get your stress out somehow. And all right guys, let's get back into it. Thank you. Sorry about everything. I mean, why am I sorry? Why am I saying sorry? I don't know. I'm just sorry. Somebody spilled something once in the kitchen. I was like, "I'm sorry." I I just say sorry. It, it comes out. I guess it's I'm a woman. What do you want? This is what happens. You're sorry. You're always sorry. It's always my fault. You know what I mean? So, okay. What was I going to say? So, another thing that when I was thinking about this week, yes, I'm irritated by people who want me to shut up about other people. Why don't they tell these other people to um, not have an abhorrent anti-working class voting record instead of telling me not to talk about it. That's what's so weird. And this is why I believe the the Democratic Party, I really hope they don't do it to us again, where they push and push one can. They just have one candidate. They don't even let the process, let let a fair process play out. And it's take it or leave it. And we we have to take it, but not everybody's going to take it. That's what's going to happen. 
and we'll we will have a Twitler second term, and I don't, and we will not survive. This country will be f- fundamentally transformed permanently, and not in a good way. It will be over. So, but another thing, another reason why we can't have nice things is because we are under not only the psyops. We have to deal with psyops from the Russians that have morons going out there rallying for Twitler. The, the the Russians are creating groups and dupes are falling into their traps and then they don't even want to hear about it. We, we, we played that video last week of that woman being told that she was participating in a Facebook group that met in real life but that was actually run by the Russian... Propaganda, whatever they call it. I don't even know. Russian, the, the, the Russian state. And she didn't want to believe it. You know, fake news and all, right? That's what Trump has done to us. He's made us into stupid idiots. I mean, not, some people are just stupid idiots, but you just don't let them have power. You don't put them in positions of power. You don't allow them to run a country. You don't give them the keys, Right? That's why you have kids, like, you don't let children drive until they've had the proper lessons. You assess them, and then you take a test, and you see, can you do these basic things? That's what, I I don't know. We should have something, maybe, for that. I don't know, we should have some kind of test. Are you a sociopath? Are you a greedy con man? Are you a liar? Do you like to kiss the ass of dictators? Are you, uh, do you like to meet in secret with dictators and then steal the notes so nobody knows what you talked about? And then do you go on television and you, that's the, the other thing, they go, uh, uh, the, the Republicans are professional victims. They, forever, I, I've, they have suffered from professional victimitis. Everybody's always out to get them. They're, they're always so abused from even when Obama was president, it was, remember, oh, um, the IRS was after them because everybody had to go, because they're tax exempt. These Tea Party groups wanted tax exempt status. You know, these anti-government groups who hate government and hate, they, they needed to get their anti-tax status from the government. I mean, it's like, they, they don't see how, the, the irony. And, um, of course, uh, they were scrutinized, as were liberal groups. Is this a legitimate cultural, I don't even know, there were certain um, criteria that they had to meet, that they were enhancing something with the community or whatever. Is this a legitimate thing? But you can't, if you gave them a look... Oh, they're being picked on. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You see, the, real, the rules, it's like the, it's like the oligarchs, and it's like Twitler and all his pals, Jamie Dimon, and who's not just Twitler's pal, okay? Um, wink, wink. No, I'm going to say it out loud. He's, uh, he's Obama's pal, too. So, but they, they can't seem to make a buck unless the game is rigged in their favor. They they need their lower tax rates than their than their secretaries. They can't have a a, a well even that's just for the person. 
their companies pay zero tax rates. They, they can't clean up their own messes. They need to be able to dump their crap. And uh, they, don't worry about it. Let somebody else pick up your mess. You know, the party of personal responsibility. They only, they only stick to that motto when they're trying to deny someone a hot lunch, right, in a, in a school lunch program. But when it comes to taking responsibility or having corporations, their, their pals in the corporate oligarchy, for taking responsibility for cleaning up the messes they make, forget about it. Oh, no, no, you can't have that. Can't do that. That might mean that the CEO doesn't take home uh, his $400 million bonus, Right? I mean, how could you live? You gotta live like a human. If you if you can all if you only take home three hundred and ninety nine million, how are you expected to live on that? Jesus Christ. But so they, on top of everything else, the uh, what I wanted to talk about was this. This economy, this so-called economy that's supposed to be so amazing. And this is why we can't have nice things, because we're all, we're all under some kind of spell. What a great economy we have. The economy is the lowest rate in whatever, since 50 years or what? I don't even know what they said. Excuse me, I don't have a, a cough button. Um, yeah, but the fact is, I'm just trying to find the article. It's there's more here than meets the eye. The the devil, as they say, is in the details. Um, okay, let's let's see, let's see. Here's here's an article from that socialist rag, Forbes. Sure, unemployment went down, but that's because people left the workforce. More people disappeared from the labor rolls. Following unemployment numbers is a passion for those who watch the economy. However, current happy talk needs to be tempered with a closer look at the numbers. The announced 3.9 unemployment rate is, as news reports mentioned, a low since 2000. But percentages are expressions of ratios. How much of one thing compares to another? The unemployment rate is the ratio of the number of unemployed people and the total workforce, which is the sum of the unemployed and employed. Like any ratio, there are a number of ways to change the value. Move people out of the unemployed category into the employed while keeping the total workforce stable. Okay, he goes into blah, blah, blah. But the fact is, um, a change in definitions... Okay, wait, 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 wait. As some have pointed out about this round of monthly job numbers from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, a big factor for April was a loss of people counted as workers. When they are no longer counted, unemployment drops. So this is another article from that socialist rag, People's World, which is a socialist rag. So it reminded me, okay, here we go. This is a good, don't be fooled by the unemployment figures that came out today. This was on May 3rd. This is an article by John Wojcik, Wojcik, I suck at names, I'm sorry. It reminded me of a movie version of 1984 where the government of Oceania keeps announcing the improving figures of the, uh, in the production of everything from pig iron to chocolates. 
Only this time, it was the U.S. government this morning announcing that ever-improving jobless rate has dropped to 3.8%. What they did not announce was yet another in the continuing monthly drops in the labor force participation. As a result, the unemployment rate fell for the wrong reasons, wrote Elise Gould, an, econ an economist with the Economic Policy Institute. What Gould is saying is more people continue to leave the labor force every month than are finding a job. If the government continues to calculate the unemployment rate this way, it, the way it does now, even if every single person over the age of 16 in the United States was out of work, we could, in theory, have an unemployment rate of 0%. The rate then does not tell as much about how many able-bodied people are actually without a job. It doesn't even tell the whole story about those who are working, many millions of whom are working part-time when they want to be working full-time. Nor does it tell us about the millions more who are underemployed in the sense that they are earning far below the amounts of money they are actually qualified to earn. And then comes yet another enormous factor in the unemployment rate. The official figures totally ignore the millions who have never had a job at all. The official labor force participation rate then is more, is a more important figure. It stands according to the government at 62.8%, meaning that a more accurate version of the official unemployment rate they should have announced this morning would have been 37%. <laughs> Think about that. For minority communities, that rate, of course, is far higher. But keep in mind that even the 37% rate is not accurate because it does not fully reflect all the eligible workers who have never had a job. The rosy figures announced by Oceania this morning also ignore the stagnant wage growth suffered by most of those who are working. Okay, which is another thing. The amount of pig iron and chocolates the average worker can buy with each of their dollars is steadily going down. If the true unemployment rate was anywhere near as low as Oceania says it would, uh, it is, we would see robust rate wage growth as employers compete for the handful of available workers. Okay, yes, this is me now talking. That is what drove me insane this whole week, listening to them crow about the unemployment rate as the lowest it's been since whatever, uh, since Twitler uh, first grabbed uh, <laughs> Stormy Daniels by the pee. I don't know. And so, but they, um, they kept mentioning, as an aside, still the... Wages, they ticked up just a little bit, just a little bit after, as we always discuss, if the, if the, uh, what do you call it, the minimum wage was actually reflective of productivity, we would have a 30, the, the minimum wage would be $35 an hour, right? So, but, um, yeah, why would it be that if there's such low unemployment, why aren't, companies uh, enticing workers with bigger salaries, a bigger piece of the pie. And the uh, workers are, you know, the, I mean, the, um, the CEOs, the, the elites, the, the, the bosses, the banksters, the, 
They're getting richer while we are continuing to struggle and live one paycheck away from having to be in a, in a bread line, which is what we just we, we just went through this when Twitter closed the government because whatever he's a he took millions of Americans hostage. I, I don't know if it was millions, but how many it took. Well, I guess it's millions when you think about it, because it's not just the people who. He kicked off of their jobs for no reason because uh, he wanted to us to pour trillions of dollars into a racist ass embarrassment of a border wall for no other reason than to appease his Nazi base. Right? We don't have money for um, health care to expand Social Security as these assholes are coming. These monsters are coming for Social Security. They're coming for Medicare. They're trying to kick people off health care. We don't have money for that, we ha- but we have enough money to waste on Twitler's re-election so he can tell his Nazi base, look, I stopped some brown people from, uh, they had to go around the fence. <sighs> So, where am I here? Um, The Federal Reserve held off raising interest rates this Wednesday. The reason they did did it was that the labor market and wages have not reached even the recovery level, let alone the growth level. So, Twitler is fundraising off of, obviously, I mean, that's what he does, but he's a liar. I mean, it's not a, it's not... Uh, I'm not saying anything that's a surprise. Twitler is a prolific liar. So, but he's fundraising on the, uh, this so-called great economy. He's like, boom. I, I think I saw the, the email. It was boom. It's a boom or something like that. I mean, yeah, the economy is such a boom. But in the meanwhile, he's trying to strong arm the Fed to lower interest rates when if we had a booming economy, they should be raising interest rates. I mean, I'm not an economist. I'm just uh, I just read. But they the fact is the reason he wants to lower interest rates is because they need to keep juicing the economy and keep inflating the bubble. You see, because they know it's nothing but hot air and this is unsustainable. When So when he shut down the government for no other reason than trying to, to, to take people hostage, to take Americans hostage so he can build a wall to appease his Nazi base, right? Uh, what happened? We kept hearing how people were on the bread lines and they were opening food banks for them and then uh, some were getting evicted and others had to choose between their cancer treatments and their rent. And they, if they miss another rent, they're going to be evicted. And it's, that's not a booming economy. And if you think that is, you, I guess you're like, it's, it's like to me, in my mind, it mixes together in the whole, uh, the whole uh, I guess, overview of what the, uh, the theme of the sh- this particular show is, is why we can't have nice things. Because we're living in denial. And so many people are so easily led. And, and it's uh, this, this whole, we are, what a great economy this is. When you have Americans who are hanging by a thread, people are dying because they're splitting their insulin in half. 
and they're, they are working their three uniquely American low-paying jobs, and they can't – they still die. Like, I'm thinking of this woman. I can't remember her name. But on the way to her third uniquely American job, she died because she still couldn't afford her insulin, so she was uh, cutting it in half. It's a, that is a disgrace. That's one of Twitler's favorite words. This is a disgrace. That's a disgrace. Uh, I, I mean, that, I guess that's really the, the fundamental difference between me and uh, liberals, right? And I mean, and I'm saying normal people and Republicans, right? That's the fundamental difference. We have different ideas of what is a disgrace. I think it's a disgrace when I see Americans picking out of the garbage can. That is a disgrace, not because they're doing it, but because we live in a country that allows that to happen, that think that's okay. We should be embarrassed about that and be working uh, and have representatives working in our government of we the people to ensure that doesn't happen. What are our priorities? Should it be that every human being in the richest country on earth should have a roof over their head and food accessible at their convenience. That would be the mark of a, of a successful society. And, and that's really should be our goal. And if they get sick, they go to a doctor. They don't have to worry about it. They don't need to worry if they're in, in network, out of network, copay, no pay. Bullshit. And that's why everybody's so stressed out, too, on top of it. And if they... Uh, first of all, they shouldn't be t- be taken hostages by by a uh, by a friggin' con man. But um, if that happens, if if for some reason they are they miss their paychecks twice, they shouldn't be two paychecks away from eviction, from uh, worrying about getting kicked out or having to go to a food bank. That's not a successful working class. Are we that dumb? I guess we are. We're that beaten down, I suppose. We, they give us a crumb, and this is what I think about the, the, the corporate wing of the Democratic Party, that throws us a crumb and we, we make a banquet out of it. But, and if somebody says, that's not a banquet, that's a crumb. They, everybody says, shut up. Don't you want, uh, you're not a Democrat, shut up. No, you know what? I'm not. I guess not. If that's a Democrat, if a Democrat is a beaten dog, I guess I'm not a Democrat. I I mean, I've been a registered Democrat for uh, as long as I've well, I registered as an independent initially, but I registered as a Democrat since I'm like 20 years old. So I don't know. I always thought Democrats fought for the working class and democracy. We really, because we're capable of functioning in democracy. That's the difference. You see, not only do we have a different definition of what is a disgrace, I think it's a disgrace that we live in a country of people who half of these, well, not half, well, the, the Fox News victims are that are ingesting the, uh, the uh, propaganda by a con man so he can continue to destroy democracy. We, uh, that is a disgrace to me. And I think it's a disgrace when, that I, when I point out that, well, we wouldn't even have 
uh, a media like Fox News. That wouldn't even exist without DLC Democrats deregulating the media. I see, I believe that we have to identify the problem so we can fix it. And I think that if we were a real strong, uh, unified people, we would be able to push these DLCers out of the party once and for all because they're not doing us any favors. Their time is done. They did enough damage. We need the real progressive change. That's why most of the... The, the, the field of the Democratic contenders for the, for the nomination, they're talking about Medicare for all. They're talking about getting money out of politics. That's what we need. We don't need somebody who is uh, who's nothing but uh, who, hearkening back. It's, what is the difference between that message saying, uh, we're going to go back to what? The Obama years, that's like, that is almost like the Democratic version of Make America Great Again. Like to go back to this mythical time, remember when we didn't have a Nazi in the White House? I don't know. I think we need more than that. We had problems then. The, and I really wanted Obama to fix them or to at least start. Yes, of course. It's better that we have more people, that we have regulated health care that the Republicans are trying to destroy. But the fact that they can destroy it is because we allowed a, the, them, the Democrats, to push the Republican health care plan without a public option. The, the, the Democratic plan is the, is the public option, Medicare for all. They wouldn't be able, the Republicans wouldn't be able to touch our Obamacare in any way, shape, or form if there were, if it was everybody in, nobody out. That should be the only Democratic value. It shouldn't just be what's good for the 1% that the rich get richer and no, who, who represents us then? The we, the people, the e pluribus unum, who represents us? We got nobody then. The Democratic Party, for years, that was the party of the people. And I want somebody running in the party of the people who is truly for the people, who doesn't just say, okay, I, like, I don't like Nazis. I'm going to go, I'll, I'll be back later. I'm meeting with this, with this GOP donor and uh, healthcare racketeer. Because what are they talking about? And They give him millions of dollars. What do you think that he's, he, they're talking about? Are they talking about Medicare for all? Are they talking about getting money out of politics? No effing way. They're talking about maintaining the status quo, which is not working for the majority of Americans who are one paycheck away from the bread lines, who don't know what a retirement is. That, 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 that quaint notion of retirement that's getting further and further away from who, who can retire? If you, if you were brought up during the New Deal, if you're a product, if you're, uh, if you're my father's generation, which is dying now, they, uh, most Americans, younger Americans, they, only, they, they don't know what, that there was a time where the, uh, that, the, that the U.S. had a 35% unionization that, that a decent middle-class life would seem to be the American birthright, right? 
They don't remember that. All they know is they're coming out of college with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. What are the Democratic candidates doing about that? They need, a, they need to go up against this fake-ass populist, you see. I want them to win. I want Democrats to win. And not just that. I want them to set us up for success so we can take back this country for, and restore democracy. So all those, those headstones, those people, those young people, lying, young and old, lying in their cold graves, did not sacrifice their lives in vain. All those soldiers that stormed the beach at Normandy that died, 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds, they, that never got to live, that they didn't die in vain for this thing to for this grand experiment to die out, that we let it die out, that we handed it over to oligarchs and allowed them to do, it, do, it, do with it what you will. We are, oh, just throw us a crumb now and then. No, we need this thing back so they never get to do it to us again. We have to fix it. And if we don't fix it now, it's done. And this is what I was saying in the earlier part of the show. I, that's, that is what's going to happen. If, 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 let's say, let me just repeat in case you missed it. If, okay, let's say we get, I mean, I, will, I would be happy. All right, let's just say Twitler loses. Thank, I mean, thankfully. He, like, he lost the first time, but this time he doesn't get to become president. And the, the, the president is, is Biden. What, okay, thing, we get the status quo. There's no, no remedy for income inequality. No remedy for, the, we still have millions without health care. We still have the kiss-up, kick-down economy. We still have... Uh, giant super PACs running and owning our politicians. And it's a little less. It's just a little less. A little less polluted. A little uh, just tr- it's, But it's not. Uh, the Trump tax cuts for the rich are still in place. And all of the economic gain, all of the funneling of money to the top, they're, 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 we still have the estate tax is still gone. So... The heirs, Donald Trump's heirs, can inherit all their ill-gotten gain tax-free, and we can, uh, as they, as they build a new American aristocracy. That's what that's all about. And people are struggling. They're just continue to struggle. The working class is still the the working poor. And at the end of that. Will the the anger continues to foment? We still have this disparity. We, we, uh, the the some people get health care, some people get educated, some people. Uh, that's that's part of the problem. That it's it's not everybody and nobody out. And then so the uh, resentment continues to grow. And at the end of let's say he has eight years in office. We've still it's, uh, been frustrated. It's, uh, it's not as bad as it would have been, but there's a, still a lot of dissension and division. And the next time, what happens? We get a Republican president because there's, uh, uh, the problems have not been fixed fundamentally. 
And that Republican president is like Twitler, but not as stupid, not as offensive, not as much of a foot in his mouth. That's the end of the grand experiment. It's over then. You, we will never get it back after that. I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I, I'm not. I know I'm not. Just like I knew, uh, I when I went during uh, 2016 the election, obviously I was for Bernie, but as soon as Hillary was the nominee, I on the show, I had any any person that I knew that were was a Hillary supporter. I brought them on. Let's let's put uh, let's uh, I want I want to be uh, as excited. I voted for Hillary and I was ex- I was excited to do so because it was voting for a woman for president. That was great, but I wasn't excited on uh, other levels, but that whatever. I didn't want to live under a moron, right? At least we knew that Hillary's not a moron and of course she she wouldn't take away our health care. But I was not looking forward to these Republicans up her ass for, for like, uh, about Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi for, for the rest of my life, uh, even though that's still happening. It doesn't matter. Uh, but, you know, I, but I knew that it was, uh, you know, she was probably the worst candidate at that time just because of the um the the atmosphere in the country it was like a real change election do you know what i mean that people it was an outsider election people wanted those who weren't i don't know and i as i was to, i told you before people that i even know some people i know that were like i i voted for trump and the, i thought he would shake things up that's what a lot of these uh, some people voted for him because oh he'll shake it up we need shaking up. But what, um, why would we need shaking up if things are running smoothly? They're not, that's because the people, we the people, understand that there's something fundamentally wrong with the system. That it is, they have systematically rigged it for the rich and powerful. And believe me, now we keep talking about socialism. Oh, uh, we don't like socialism. Are you a capitalist? Are you a, uh, all over MSNBC? Of course, there's a there is a very unsubtle anti-Bernie bias going on. Talking about oh, a socialist will never win. A socialist. It's not even that. I don't believe that. I believe that Bernie would win because of his he's authentic. But. That's what people want, and he would have won. I believe because they—he's not bought. He—he's not getting money from from uh, big super PACs, and that's what Twitler said. Twitler said, "Oh, I'm not—I'm funding my own campaign, even though he's—he's he's lying." But so here we go again. This is what I feel. Here we go again. I feel like they're—they're they're setting it up for. The this so-called centrist when the country is not moving to the center, the country is moving left. Even the even the Republicans, they want their socialist Social Security. They want their socialist Medicare. When we when people when somebody who like, for instance, Bernie is running, uh, would get up in front of the American people and, and state his case. They even on Fox News, they knew that 
they had met their match when Bernie went on there to talk about, to debate or whatever, to speak to them. So I feel like, um, I don't know. They, who knows? Maybe I'll be proven wrong. I, I feel like they're, they're pushing Biden on us when it's not even, we haven't even had the first debate. And I, I fear that it's going to happen again, that we will have, it'll be a repeat of our, you know, the, the, the nightmare of 2016. So I really also, like I was saying earlier, I want, I want people to, this, this is the time to push the Democratic Party if, into the party that we want it to be. Don't tweet me for talking about what the, the truth, but um, tweet them, ask them, get involved with the Democratic Party. I, and if you're, so, if you're somebody that's for Biden, then, uh, okay, yeah, tweet me and tell me why. Maybe, I, maybe I'm missing something. But other than that, anyway, the other thing, I only, I only have like 10 minutes left. The other thing I wanted to talk about, because it doesn't matter that, it doesn't seem to matter. This is the other thing that's so frustrating, is that it does not seem to matter that we have a criminal traitor in the White House because there is an entire party that is fomenting propaganda and lying and covering his ass for the outcome that they they don't want to they don't want democracy they it, the democracy is not their goal they are tearing it down so and uh, the the whole thing that happened this week with the with the Mueller report and Barr coming before the the Senate and lying his ass off talking about FBI agents spying on Twitler, like, why would they want to spy on him anyway? He's a, he is a moron. We know him. He's a con man, a liar. Like, what are we spying on him for? They're spying on him because his everybody in his campaign is meeting with Russian spies. That's why. But that's not spying. That's called uh, legitimate surveillance. Thank God for the FBI doing their job. And now these filthy Republicans, they know that. And they're going after the FBI for investigating. I mean, that you see how dangerous. And in the so let's some of the the things in the in the Mueller report is that we learned. And this is from uh, the Daily Mail. He they they put it together. And I was reading the Mueller report, and I was reading some assessments about it. And it's nowhere in there does it say uh, that they did not. I don't know. There's no collusion. No collusion. My ass. There's collusion all over the place. They're meeting with Russian spies and agents. They're uh, they're getting emails from Russian operatives saying uh, we have dirt on your opponent. And Donald Trump Jr. is saying I love it. What what is wrong with these people? And uh, some of the, uh, of course, the highlights are we know that Sarah Sanders is a big liar. They, that all, she, all they do is go out and lie. But we have a, a whole, there's a whole section of this country. Which, this is why it's so disturbing. There's a whole section of this country that believes this narrative that Trump 
is was being spied on by Obama, a, a politicized Obama FBI, because they didn't want Trump. Why? For I for what reason? I am yet to figure out why. Why not? Uh, because Trump is so great, or something? We didn't want. They didn't want Trump to do what? To funnel more money to the into the uh, arms of the rich. What is he doing for people? Nothing. Everybody's hanging by a thread out here, and he's telling you uh, there's always been we've always been at war with East Asia. So, the other thing is okay. Donald Trump Jr. is a mouthpiece for WikiLeaks, which WikiLeaks is very disappointing to me because when the WikiLeaks first came out, I I thought oh WikiLeaks is is doing a service for democracy, but it ends up that they are. They were part of the whole Russian misinformation and disinformation uh, network, which is pretty effed up. And I don't know how Donald Trump Jr. isn't arrested. That's the other thing. It's like they imagine. I I, I don't know. Uh, You have to just keep saying, imagine this, imagine them. Imagine President Obama, what the Republicans would do. If any of these were attached to Obama and his family, if Malia got an email from China saying, I got, I got Trump's tax returns, and she said, I love it, they would have her in jail on top of the fact that she's black, right? You know, uh, but it seems like little bratty trust fund morons get away with They can get away with everything, including treason. So, let's see. What else does it say here? Eric Prince funds the vetting of Hillary's emails. Manafort lost millions. When emails that may have come from... Oh, this is from Hillary. Uh, Hillary Clinton needed to be vetted. It was Betsy DeVos's brother who put up the money to have them ex- examined. I mean, it's such a there these are such vile people too that's the other thing what the, how these average joe republicans are they rally around such scumbags the worst human beings on the planet like a paul manafort anybody who wears an ostrich jacket is needs to be in, needs to spend some time in jail frankly that's you're just a you're just a waste of a human being you're a garbage person. You you need to be away from other people. And but you don't give these garbage wasted DNA morons and you don't give them power. But we we have a country right now where the worst human beings on the planet are in power. Let me see what else. Um President Trump is effed. On May 17, 2017, Robert Mueller was named special counsel by Rod Rosenstein. Notes taken from a meeting that day revealed that when attorney Gen- when then attorney general Jeff Sessions informed so-called President Trump of the news, he was less than thrilled. Oh my god, this is terrible. This is the end of my presidency. I'm effed. What a scumbag. You don't when you're innocent and wouldn't he say, "What do you mean? Special counsel?" I'm completely innocent. 
I've done nothing wrong. What? A, why do they need a special account? You don't slump in your chair and say, I'm effed. Well, fucked. I mean, I could say, I could say that on this show. But anyway, wise guys, Jared Kushner and Donald Trump. Donald Trump Jr., Jared Kushner, and Paul Manafort managed to avoid being charged for violating campaign finance laws by not being smart enough to know that they were engaging in unlawful activity. And where the hell, on what planet... Do we regular assholes, do we the sheeple live that that is ever an excuse to get somebody out of trouble? I mean, really. No, nowhere. Only in the land of Twitler, who seems to walk around this world like, a, like a, the Mr. Magoo of corruption. Fumbling and bumbling into one bankruptcy after another, one failed business scam. I was going to say con and scam at the same time. And never having any consequences for his actions. Opening up his club where now we have, it's, it's nothing but a nest. For, it's like the Roach Motel for spies. They just come in and they're all just infesting Trump at Mar-a-Lago, spies everywhere. They, they don't like spying when they're, when they're doing something wrong, but they, they seem to like spying enough to allow spies to infest their club. And not only the spies, that, uh, the corruption is beyond, it's beyond belief. That they, of course, Trump is getting bribes from his hotel. They, they, they come to, uh, they come to town and they, they check into Trump's one of his rat, rat infested hotels, and uh, it's like the exactly what the Saudis did. They, the one of the Trump crappy gilded hotels of his were it was in the in the red until the Saudis rented out an entire floor. You know, I don't think they lived there. That was that's that was the cover story, though. But we all know Trump is a grifter and a criminal and a money launderer. He is a documented money launderer for the Russian mob. But he's getting away with it. And, and, and that's the, the, what's so annoying on top of it is the, when you, the Democratic Party. The thing that pisses me off that they, the Republican Party apparently understands. This is what they think about the Democrats, and they're not wrong in a way. That the Democrats don't have the spine to impeach Trump, and they don't have the spine to go after them. That they'll they'll just write strongly worded emails until everything completely falls apart permanently, and we are a permanent oligarchy. So I don't know <clears throat> what it takes, what it's going to take for the criminal to f- finally, for his crimes, to come back and bite him and finally catch up to him. Will it ever catch up to him? But in the meantime, um, we need to, uh, uh, we really need to ensure that the Democratic Party is working and doing its best. And we need to push the Democratic Party to not just, to to hold them accountable, but to also work with policies and adopt policies and push the policies that will, that, uh, that, you know, will make us win finally not just the democratic party uh winning winning uh i mean the american people winning 
you got to think the only reason that FDR wasn't elected to a fifth landslide term was because he was dead, not because he was playing the center or Republican, Republican light. So, all right, guys. We only have a minute left. <sighs> Mamma mia. Who's got ketchup on him? I don't know, Tara. Does he have ketchup on him? I don't know what that means. All right, I'm looking at the chat. Listen, guys, um, we're going to see each other next week. Do, if, if you feel like tweeting me about don't talk about Joe Biden, t- why don't you tweet me, like I said, a story. Tell me how Joe Biden is, like, the greatest. I'd love to read it. And um, And if you don't have that, tweet Joe Biden and ask him to, hey, stop being such a uh, DLC corporate Democrat and maybe we'll have a chance. All right. Also, we will meet here next week. In the meantime, become a patron, buy some merch. Uh, We stick together, we win. Is not just our motto. It has got to be the motto of the new American progressive movement. So... Uh, we don't leave anybody behind, and I really appreciate everyone for hanging out every week with me. My name is Tara Devlin. We'll we'll do it again next week. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. <laughs>